I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Everybody and welcome into today's episode of the Top Cut Yu-Gi-Oh podcast. We have a I don't know about a lot to talk about, but we have some exciting news to talk about, which we will get to at the end of the podcast. So, ha ha ha! You got to stick around. We've got <laughs> I've got you hooked now. Oh man, come on, man! Not that bait and switch. Uh, I am I am I have been loaded up on cold medicine due to my allergies. This is gonna be fun. <laughs> so. That leads me into that immediately leads me into how's your day going, Caleb? It's going pretty good. Um, I bet you feel great. Oh, I feel wonderful right about now. <laughs> so much cold medicine. Yeah, if it makes you feel any better, I've actually had a horrible day, and this is the highlight of it. Wonderful in a good way. Like this is the good. This is actually like this is gonna, really going to make my day good. It's a good way to go out. Oh yeah, most definitely. It's 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 definitely going to be a, a much better thing for that. For those of you who wonder what that <clears throat> what that noise was, that was me. Uh, uh, you just eating another lozenge, another cough drop down the yep. hatch. Yeah, boy. Woo! Yeah. Allergy season. Okay. In Louisiana, where we're just slammed with allergies all the time. Oh, today I was at work. I got hit with a twelve-hour day, and just to top it all off, I work outside, and for the last like three hours, it was on and off raining on me heavily. Oh. Oh yeah, no. And then you know, then you go outside, you can see the pollen in the air. You walk up to a tree and just slap it, and it's just yellow dust. A curtain of yellow. It looks like it looks like yellow snow, and you don't want to eat this yellow snow either. Just stay oh, away no, no. from it. No, it. Oh no, no. Like just looking at it out outside of my window causes my nose my nose to start. Dude, I you know I used to not struggle with allergies at all, and then in the for I don't know. In the last, like, three years, my allergies have gotten, like, horrible. I don't know if I'm getting old 
Or if I'm just, like, if my body just gave up fighting it, and they were like, okay, you're just going to die for, like, a couple of months every year at least. Little column A, little column B. Yeah, I, I don't know. It, the point is, it's incredibly upsetting to somebody that works outside all day. Absolutely. So, uh, back to, so let's start with some real quick Yu-Gi-Oh! news. This is real quick, real quick. Um, Shark, you got three more of the cards for Shark Shack R reprint. Artifact Lancia, Spirit Sculptor, Reasoning. I mean, okay. Oh, it, It's quick. It's whatever. Everybody knows what these cards do. If you don't, Google it. Yep. Uh, I think that's really all we got. Um, as far as quick play, just real quick. Snappy, let's go. Yeah. Uh, we'll go ahead and get on into some of the bigger stuff now. We... We're going to spend a lot of today talking about the Dawn of Majesty reveals that are this week. Because um, uh, that sets right around the corner. Right. So, the Dawn of Majesty has some... The reveal's coming this week, so we are recording this on Wednesday, and the reveals go all week. Yeah. But what we do know is this. Uh, we've already had the Despia reveals... And the Gizmec reveals. Right, and the Gizmecs. And tomorrow will be the free agents. Yeah, air quotes. Yeah, air quotes. Um, The free agents is what they're calling just generically good cards that could fit into a whole lot of decks that they're not like type, they're not archetype specific, they're more like type specific or attribute specific. Like the, uh, kind of like a, like Grand Soil and... Or like uh, Alpha the Master Beasts. Kind yeah, of stuff. yeah, yeah, yeah. Where... where 90% of the decks in the, in the game can run it for one reason or another. Yeah, the interesting thing to me about these particular decks is that... Or these particular cards that we're going to talk about is that... Um, you know, I lost my train of thought. Don't you just hate when that happens? You know, <laughs> it probably wouldn't have happened if I hadn't had the day that I've had. But Fair enough. Okay, so let's start with the Gizmax. Um, we have all the translations... They're om- they're pretty much almost exactly word for word for the for what we talked about before, um, except the names. We now have their actual official OC- TCG names. Right. Uh, first off, we have Gizmek uh, Inaba, the Hopping Hair of Hakuto, which I- is Inaba Rabbit. Anybody? Yeah, it's it's a rabbit. Um, that's level one. Uh, for the level two, we have Gizmek Naganaki, the Sunrise Signaler. He is a rooster. He's definitely a chicken. My favorite, Gizmek Tanaguku, the, immovel, the, immo- the immobile intellect. And it's just a frog just sitting in the thinker position. Pensive. It is Wednesday, my dudes. It's not even like the thinker position. But His why? His arm is all the way across. Well, yeah. no, wait, no, you're right. That's yeah. 100% the thinker position. You're yeah, right. it is Wednesday, my dudes. But why is Wednesday, my dudes? <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, this cold medicine is good. <laughs> is Wednesday, my dudes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, next up, um, we have Gizmek Arakami, the Hailbringer Hog. That's, it's a hog. That's hail, as in the weather condition. Yeah, it is indeed in the snow. And then we have Sacred Scrolls of the Gizmek Legend, which is their field spell. Uh, uh, which their field spell is a secret. I tell you what, you read the one and the three, I'll read the two and the four. Yeah, sure. Uh, okay, so Gizmekinaba, the rabbit. Uh, level 1 wind machine, 50 attack, 50 defense. Oh, and these are all different attributes yes. and levels. Yes, uh, and they all have the exact same attack and defense. Of course. When this card is normal summon, you can special summon a machine monster from your deck whose attacks equals his own defense from your hand defense position. 
He can banish his card from your graveyard, then target a machine monster you control as a tag equals his own defense. This turn, you cannot declare attacks, except with that monster. Also, its attack and defense become the combined original attack of all machine monsters you currently control whose attacks are equal to their own defense. You can only use this effect of Gizmakinaba, the hopping hero of Hakuto, once per turn. That's interesting. So, one thing I noticed about all the Gizmak effects, which we'll get to in a second, is all of them, none of them say Gizmak. They say machine monsters whose attack equal their defense. Right. The first thing that comes to mind in my for me is Cyber... Ooh, excuse me. Is good old Cyber Valley. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I did kind of glance through. Um, the machines, uh, there aren't very... There's very, very few who have equal attack and defense. And, like, I think all of them have zero attack and defense. Yeah, it's not a long list. It's a, it's a short list yeah. of monsters it, that like fill that um, that niche. But it is interesting to keep to note, and that was the rabbit. Uh, yeah. So the second one is uh, Gizmek Naganaki, the Sunrise Signaler. This one will be an ultra rare. We know it's got the gold lettering. Oh, the rabbit's going to be like a common or a super. Right. So, Naganaki, the Sunrise Signaler, the Ultra Rare, is a level 2 light machine effect monster uh, with 950 attack and 950 defense. Uh, the artwork is the most majestic looking chicken you've ever seen in your entire life. I love the artwork here. I did not realize this was a chicken until Caleb informed me of it. Uh, it really does look like some kind of like a dragon or something. It's crazy looking. But yeah, no, no, it's, it's a mechanical rooster, hence... Sunrise Signaler. Yeah, no, no, no. I see that now, but I'm, I'm just saying it doesn't look like a chicken. This is good. They did a good job with it. They, they, it's the only time I've ever looked at a chicken and gone, that looks majestic. So, its effect is, you contribute one machine monster whose attack equals its own defense. Especially someone from your deck, one machine monster whose attack equals its own defense with a lower level than the attributed monster. You can banish this card from your graveyard, add to your hand one of your banished face-down machine monsters... Whose attack equals its own defense. You can only use each effect of Gizmak Naganaki once per turn. So, um, isn't this like the first card that's very specifically return do something with a banished face down monster? Um, I mean, it's interesting. Yeah, it's interesting. So, uh, theoretically, if for if you activate Gizmak Orochi. And you banish eight from your deck. Special summon Gizmakarochi, normal summon Naganaki, and then you can activate his effect to tribute Orochi and special summon a level eight or lower from your deck. Or yeah. is it equal less than or equal to? Uh yeah. No, a level lower than the tribute monster. Yeah. So you can summon a level seven or lower, any of the level seven or lower Gizmeks, which is, you know, seven twelfths or seven tenths of them. Yep. Or is it? Are there nine or ten? I think there's ten. Yeah, I think so. Now, so you get to summon, you know, more than two thirds of the entire archetype, and I don't know. It seems like a powerful searcher, especially with Gizmek Orochi being such an easy enabler. Uh, something else you can absolutely do with this is that if you activate Pod Desires and Banish Inaba, normal summon this dude, tribute it, you get, you get out, you got the, you, get, you can get, get the rabbit out. Yeah. Yeah. Just as a two-card little quick little dibby-dibby. Well, you can tribute this guy to special summon the rabbit from your deck and then banish him from grave to special summon or add one from your 
banish pile to your hand. Yeah. And then you you trigger the rabbit to special summon one from the hand. Yeah, that would work. So this guy is actually... um, If you've already used either Desires or Orochi, this guy is like a one-card kind of starter. Definitely. Um, But you have to have already used Desires or something. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, next up we have Gizmek Tanaguku, the the immobile intellect, a.k.a. Hmm, frog. Yeah, yeah, he's definitely a thinker, a thinking dude. Uh, level 3 Earth Machine Effect Monster, 1450 Attack, 1450 Defense. If this card is normal or special summoned, you can take one Machine Monster's attack equals its own defense from your deck and place it on top of your deck. You can banish this card from your graveyard, then target one Machine Monster in your graveyard whose attack equals its own defense, special summon defense position. You can only use each effect once per turn. And um, he is an ultra rare also. And he's also an ultra rare. Uh, so, normal summon, stack your deck, pot of desires. Yeah. So, so that way you're guaranteed to banish a specific one, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. There, there's a lot of things you can do with that. Um, he seems less immediately impactful than the chicken, but... He's got his place, though, for he's sure. He's got a place. He's definitely good. Um, The next one is... Gizmek Arakami, the Hailbringer Hog, level 4 water machine effect monster, 1850 attack, 1850 defense. If you control a machine monster whose attack equals its own defense, you can special summon this card from your hand. You can banish this card from your graveyard, then target one machine monster you control whose attack equals its own defense. Send one machine monster from your deck to the graveyard whose attack equals its own defense with a level lower than the targeted monster. And if you do, the targeted monster... Gains attack or defense equal to the level of the monster sent to the graveyard times 100. You can only use each effect once per turn. Um, it's a good extender. If you have any other Gizmak on your field, you can just bloop, plop them down out of your hand. Oh, yeah. That's good. Good for link climbing. <clears throat> oh, yeah. I mean, not only that, um, he can also make some of your weaker ones get big. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, or rather make the bigger ones even bigger. But lastly, mm-hmm. we have the secret of the set of this archetype. Sacred Scrolls of the Gizmek Legend. Field spell. During your main phase, you can excavate the top three cards of your deck. And if you do, add you can add one excavated machine monster whose attack equals his own defense to your hand. And then remaining the remaining cards face down. So more, more banishing for Inaba. Um, you can only use the effect of Sacred Scrolls uh, of the Gizmek Legend once per turn. Each time a machine monster whose attack equals his own defense is normal or special summoned... Place a counter on this card. While it has 10 or more counters, another player can activate the effects of monsters on the field whose attack does not equal their own defense. So, it's potentially a floodgate. But you have to get 10 summons in a turn. For You have to get 10, su- Ooh, excuse me, 10 summons before it turns on. Yeah, and you basically have to summon 10 Gizmax, which you could, I could see this deck turboing through like 5 or 6 in one turn easily. Yeah, um... I'll have to wait and see what else. Uh, I mean, particularly people who are smarter and know a lot more and know a lot more of the machine monsters with e- with equal attack and defense were off the top of their head. There might be one out there that just kind of is turbo broken specifically because of these other new Gizmecs. This makes me wonder if there's any like Xyz monsters or something like that that are machines that are have equal attack and defense that you could just overlay into because it doesn't say. That's fair. You know, just... a machine-type monster whose attack equals his own defense is normal special summon. So, like, realistically, if you can summon two and then, you know, exceed into another one, that's another free 
Yeah, or even, yeah, Exceed, uh, none of them are tuners, so Synchro's not going to work. Link's not going to work because they don't have a defense stat. Exactly. It would have to be Exceed, which they already have a good level 8 package. Oh, yeah. But and even level 4, we have to open two hogs. Yeah. It's just a little bit too much. Yeah, it's a little too iffy. But uh, we'll have to wait and see. It's definitely interesting. Yeah. Um, the next thing we want to talk about is the Despia archetype. Do you want to take us away on that? Yes. So first off, we have Alibur, the Jester of Despia. And for those of you who know, prepare for that stab again. Level 4 Dark Fairy Effect Monster, 1800 attack, 1800 attack, 0 defense. If this card is normal or special summon, you can add a Despia Speller Trap card from, from deck to hand. If a face-up fusion monster you control is destroyed by battle or leaves the field because of an opponent's card effect... While this card is in your graveyard, you can target an effect monster your opponent controls, special summon this card, and if you do negate the target monster's effects until the end of this turn, you can only use one Alibur the Jester of Despia effect, and only once that turn. Keep in mind that this card has a translation error. Um, in the OCG, its original effect read, if this card is normal or special summon, in the OCG, the, its effect read, if this card is normal or special summon, you can add one branded Speller Trap card from deck to hand. Now that it says when Despia Speller Trap card, congratulations, it can now only search their field spell. That is horrible. So that the, is terrible. So the OCG, it can search the field spell because the field spell is called Despia Theater of the Branded. And it can search branded in white, branded in black, uh, branded scream, anything with branded it can search. For here, it can only search the theater. That is unfortunate. And then I'm just going to go ahead and skip down to the other one whose effect was mistranslated. Uh, let's see. Dramaturge of Despia. Level 8 Dark Fairy Effect Monster. 3000 attack. 1500 defense. If a fusion, synchro, exceed, or link monster is special summoned, except the damage step, you can target one effect monster on the field and negate its effects at the end of this turn. If this card is in your hand or field is used as fusion material and sent to the graveyard or banished, you can special summon this card. You can only use each effective Dramaturge of Despia once per turn. It's not as bad. The TCG says if this card in your hand or field is used as fusion material. In the OCG, it states if this card in the hand or field is used as fusion material for a fusion summon. Those three extra words mean that mean two, ma two major situations. The first is that it wouldn't go off if, say, your opponent mind-controls your copy and fuses away in a mirror match. It's supposed to. The second is that it would go off if used for contact fusion, i.e. Elemental Hero Neos or some such similar fusion, which it's not supposed to. Huh. What, what difference for a fusion summon makes? Am I right? For real, for real. Yep. Uh, so moving on past the two erroneous things, which are disappointing, um, we have the level 8 Light Fiend Fusion Effect Monster, Despian Corantus, which is like Florida's armor, but corrupted. Right, right. Uh, the level 8 being the corrupted Maximus, and the level 4 being like a corrupted sh shadow version of uh, Albaz. Uh, this one, like I said, being the armor of Fleur de Lee, 2500 attack and defense. Uh, materials, a Despia monster plus a light or dark monster. Super poly, anyone? 
Uh, during the main phase, quick effect, you can change the attack of all monsters currently on the field to zero until the end of this turn, except level 8 or higher fusion monsters. Guess who's a level 8 or higher fusion monster? If this face-up card in its owner's control leaves the field because of an opponent's card effect, you can add to your hand or special summon a Fallen of Albaz or Despia monster from your deck. You can only use each effect once per turn. It floats. It floats into another Despia or Fallen of Albaz. To then Super Poly, because that's what Fallen Albaz is, Albaz is, and then just a Super Poly with legs. Pretty much. Uh, let's see. Next, for... For whatever reason, they released this as part of, of the Despia archetype for some reason, even though it's not a Despia card. Uh, Protecting Spirit, Logaith. This is not Fleur de Lee. That is important. We do have Fleur de Lee later. That's why this is important that this is not Fleur right. de Lee. Uh, level 7 Light Fairy Effect Light Fairy Effect Monster, 2400 Attack, 2100 Defense. If this card is destroyed by Battle or Card Effect, you can target one monster on the field. It cannot be destroyed by Battle this turn. You can only use each effect, each of the following effects of Protecting Spirit Logaith once per turn. If an, if an effect of a Fairy Monster you control is activated, except during this damage step, you can special summon this card from your hand. You can target one face of card your opponent controls and one inside position monster you control. Banish the opponent's card, and if you do, change your monster to defense position. Hmm. She's pretty good. Uh, 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 I can kind of see because all every because like all the main deck Despias are all fairies. Yeah, it could also be splashed in other fairy deck. Absolutely, any fairy deck, as far as I know. It's just kind of like an extender. Yep. Uh, next up is the field spell Despia Theater of the Branded. The only card searchable right now by. Albert, uh, during your main phase, you can fusion summon one level eight or higher fusion monster from your extra deck, using monsters from your hand or field as fusion material. So basically, it's polymerization, but you have to do level eight or higher. Right. As a field spell, which is pretty decent, especially since it's searchable, uh, by both Albert and Terraforming. Yeah, it's uh, actually searchable. Yeah. Uh, if a face-up non-fusion fairy monster you control leaves the field by an opponent's card effect... Or is destroyed by a battle. Target one level eight or higher fusion monster in your graveyard. Special summon it. You can only use each effect of Despia at the air of the branded ones per turn. So if your opponent does anything to your fairy Despias, because all the fusion Despias are all fiends, all mm-hmm. the main decked ones are all fairies. Right. So if they do something to your main decked fairies, you can pull out one of the fusion. You can recur one of your fusions, and it becomes a problem again. As well as Logate. Oh yeah. Uh, next up, we have branded opening quick play spell card. Discard one card, then take a Despia monster from your deck. Either add it to your hand or special summon in defense position. Also, for the rest of this turn, after this card resolves, you cannot special summon monsters from the extra deck, except fusion monsters. If a fusion monster you control be controlled by card effect, you can banish this card from your graveyard instead. You can only use each effect of branded opening once per turn. Okay. It's a starter. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a neg one. Um, but it's a, star- it's a starter that can also let you protect one of your uh, fusions. I can already think of a good way to use that. Hmm. Uh, then we have uh, basically the corrupted Dogmatica altar thing. Uh, Despian Proskinion. Level 8 Light Fiend. I really like these Dark Fairies and Light Fiends. It is an interesting dynamic. Uh, 3200 attack, 3200 defense. Materials, a Despian monster, plus a Light monster, plus a Dark monster. That Gee, that sounds really difficult to do in this deck. Oh, yeah, yeah. Super Poly deck would just struggle with this, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, during the main phase, quick effects, you can target a Fusion, Synchro, Exceder, Link monster in your opponent's graveyard, banish it, or special summon it to your field. Wow. Yeah, it's Goyo Guardian, but better. 
Kinda. Um, you do have to target a fusion synchro exceeder link monster that was successfully fusion synchro or links or whatever summoned for you. But it's still a quick effect. Like it could potentially be an interruption. Oh, absolutely. Um, when this card destroys an opponent's monster by battle, you can inflict damage to your opponent equal to that monster's original attack or defense, whichever is higher. You don't see that very often. Normally, it's one or the other. Right. Usually, it's always been attack. In this case, attack or defense. And usually, it's whichever is lower. Sometimes. It gives you the option. Yeah. Uh, and then we have Despian Tragedy, level 1 Dark Fairy, 400 attack and defense. If this card is sent to the graveyard or banished by a card effect, add a Despian monster from your from your deck to your hand. Accept it so. You can banish this card from your graveyard, then target uh, one branded spell trap in your graveyard, set it to your field. You can only use one Despian Tragedy effect and only once that turn. Um, so, you can send it to the graveyard... Add a Despian monster. Next turn, banish. Add another one. Right, right. That's some good recurability right there. Uh, next up, we have, and lastly for the Despians, we have Despian Comedy. Everyone laugh. Where there is tragedy, there must also be comedy. Yes, exactly. Uh, a level one Dark Fairy effect monster. Zero attack, 2,000 defense. Uh, when your opponent activates a card or effect that targets a face of Despia monster, Despia cards you control... Quick effect. If you can discard this card, negate the effect. It's just an omni. It's just an omni negate for targeting. You can discard. Uh, you can tribute a fusion monster to special summon this card. You can only use one Despian comedy effect and each per turn and only once. I don't get the whole tributing a fusion monster to special summon it, but well, if they like imperm or something, your fusion, and you kind of need it. That'd be a good way to get to the graveyard so you can just recur it later. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not conv- I, I'm I'm not convinced on this deck. Um, it's not that I think it's all bad cards. I just don't think any of them are good. Well, the thing about the about the deck is that it's not meant to be played by itself. You're supposed to play it. It's splashable. It's a splashable yeah. engine. Yeah, it's supposed to be kind of like the um, Dogmaticas, where it's splashable because it's just the Dogmaticas corrupted. Right. Or be or hip or like hypocritical or whatever. Yeah. Well, regardless, I don't see the deck making a huge competitive splash over here, especially now that it's been butchered. Yeah. Literally, literally they literally they messed up one one word on one card, and the entire archetype is completely is almost completely unplayable. Right. So, I did a little digging, just real quick. Yeah. In the background, because I'm good like that. I found some Xyz monsters, some machine Xyz, whose attack and defense are equal. Ooh. All of the relevant ones. Do share with the class. A rank four, whose material is two level four machine type monsters, with heavy armored train iron wolf, 2200 attack, 2200 defense. And just hear me out here. Listen to this. Listen to the effect. Once per turn. You can detach one Xyz material from this card, then target one machine-type monster you control. This turn, it can attack your opponent directly. Also, all other mon- also other monsters cannot attack. If this card in your possession is destroyed by opponent's card and sent to your graveyard, you can target a level 4 machine-type monster added from your deck to your hand. Okay, that will let you recur the boar a whole bunch. Okay. But, the more important thing is, detach material, he's 2200 attack, he can attack directly. Yeah. And 
Yeah, that, that could definitely be used for a surprise OTK, especially your opponent's got a bunch of big monsters. And well, like it's only one card, and he's the, and then your other machines well, can't attack. It makes a control thing. Fair Well, you you let's let you control get a quick damage in. Yeah, or even possibly finish the game if they have less than twenty two hundred. That way, main phase two, you can make a Zeus, which is three K, three K. Holy crap! You're right, <laughs> and he's a machine too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so Zeus is a light machine. He's 3k, 3k. It's a free summon. And then this is where it gets really funny. So the Gizmex, they do go up to level 10. Mm-hmm. The level 10 is as long as there's two special summoned from the extra deck monsters on the field, you can special summon it from your hand. Oh. And Gizmek, uh Uka, I think, is which one it is. Um, the interesting thing, though, is that he's level 10. And there's a level 10 Xyz machine monster that's 3k, 3k that you can just go into. You can hard make Zeus. No, Gustav Max. Zeus is 12. Oh, Zeus is 12. Yeah, Gustav. Two level 10 monsters, detach, burn for 2k, and then overlay into Super Juggernaut League, which is 4k, 4k. There we go. Who who himself is, that's an OTK engine if, you, if your opponent, like, makes two. And yeah. Then, yeah, like if your opponent makes two extract monsters, that's an OTK right there. Yeah. It, you have to open both of them. But it's real easy to sit there and manipulate your hand. No, no, if, it, if it's any on the field, your opponent doesn't have to make them. It's any on the field. Well, no, like that's not... If you have two on your field, that oh. counts. But, yeah, and Gizmax do do a whole lot of just kind of manipulating who, you know, who they have in your hand. So I think it'd be pretty easy to get two level, the two level tens and... Yeah, no, this is... There's... I'm telling you... Those four cards, so you you could run like one Lee, one Gustav Max, one to two Zeus. The uh, Iron Wolf, because it, it's a direct attack. You can run the Iron Wolf train or whatever it's called. And then as like your Zeus package, I would probably run two Zeus. And then you can run like the Dragoobleon with the number 100 Numeron Dragon as like a level eight package. Yeah. Like they, like they, like they do in Grand Maju. Uh, yeah, I mean something, I mean... I mean, that, like those. That's just a nine K blowout by itself. Oh yeah, but like something else you can absolutely do just as just for hilarious, just for hilarity's sake, because nothing stipulates you specifically have. There's nothing in the deck that says you're locked into only special money machines with. Correct. Yeah, it's just that you only get the benefits if they are. Um, something else you can absolutely do is make the Iron Wolf attack direct, main phase two Vesp Dragoon, into uh, into Zeus. For a four stack Zeus, mm. if you have, you wouldn't if, even need to do that. You could just go Vespinato. Yes, because you. Well, well, no, you have to detach one. You're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you have to detach one. It'd be so you have the one boar left on top of the Iron Wolf, then Vesp Dragoon Zeus. And this right. deck does not use this. This Gizmex do not use their extra decks. So you have plenty of space to sit there and mess with whatever you want. Um, including, you know, usable But the issue with Drill Driver Espinado is that you can't use it as material for an XC summon the turn it was summoned. Oh. So it's got to be the top. You can't go Drill Driver and then Drug Guide Dragoon. Dang, I didn't know that. Yeah, so... But, man, if only Drill Driver had the right stats because Vespinado's a machine. Oh, yeah. But it's 25-21, so... Dang. Oh, well. Yeah, but the, the crazy thing is that this deck does not lock you out of anything. Nope. It, it's, it, you only get all your benefits if the machine monster has equal attack and defense. 
Mm-hmm. Actually, actually, because actually because of Inaba, I could totally see like normal summon Inaba effect, special summon Cyber Valley effect, a Cyber Valley draw a card. I mean, it, like realistically, wait. I think that this deck is gonna struggle from nobody quite knowing the ratios and how to build this deck, and people are not going to, um, people are not gonna agree on what the goal of this deck should be. Because there's so many different Gizmet cards that do so many different things, um, to bring all of that together into one playable archetype is kind of rough. Well, it's just it's hard to get everybody on the same page with to like get a whole community on the same page to make everything work together. But that, that's fair. I th- I just think it'll take time. Once once you get the right people on it, where the right people start playing with the cards and putting it together on DB to see what it looks like and you get the right ratio somewhere in the neighborhood of 18 to 25 monster probably 22 to 25 monsters and some spells to make it kind of turbo-y because realistically I don't think it's like a slower control deck um but once you figure out your ratios I, I really think that there's something here oh yeah no then of course also depending upon what other machine support particularly machine monsters with uh, equal attack and defense there are in the game because like i said the only one i could think of was cyber valley um right. and then when i looked it up there was uh there's actually a tuner with zero attack and defense um interesting so maybe possibly at but it was level two but that would get you a martial metal marcher um hmm possibly yeah hmm we are not we are not the people to be theory crafting oh despot zero zero one 500 attack 500 defense tuner Ooh, so okay, and that would enable Hockey Fibrax Aurorodon combos. Yep. Oh yeah. Then you know. Then of course you can also have you just all your synchros broken. Um, from uh, what level is the Despot again? Level zero zero one. So level one. Yeah. So that could get you level two, three, four, five, six, seven, and eight. And it's Hockey Fibrax Aurorodon combos. Yeah, exactly. But I'm just talking about, you know, not even going that. You, that also lets you hit just about any synchro. Dude, here's the on. thing. This, this this deck does not lock you out of anything either. I know. That's that's the wild part. Yeah, that's that's the part that I find kind of disgusting because... But hey, it's... This I, is I, insane. Like, like of the two archetypes, I think Gizmek has... The Gizmek stuff has the highest potential. I mean, just, just at the quickest of glances... Um, Ally of Justice Cycle Reader is searchable in the deck. It is. It is 1,000-1,000 machine. It's also a tuner, level 3 tuner. So we have... So theoretically, you could summon it off of Hucky Fibrax instead of Despot, and you would have, like, if you're if your main deck one Cycle Reader, thing is, you'll never need to main deck multiples if you run just one as a hand trap, and you can use it as a tuner, and then it gives you versatility between, like, the Despot 001 for level 1 tuner plays... And the Psycho Reader for level 3 tuner plays if you're running running it all off Halk. And then the more with the equal attack that you summon, the closer you get on your map to floodgating your opponent, essentially. Yeah. It, yeah, unless they themselves are also playing Gizmak. Yeah, dude, that, dude, this... I'm telling you, once somebody figures out how to break the deck, the deck it's, will be broken. It's going to be ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's about it for, uh, for the two new archetypes. There is another archetype that they're being very hush hush about. We know we only know one card of the entire archetype, and it is 
Beatron Scout Buggy. Yeah, Beatron Scout Buggy. The new archetype is, is called Beatrons. The thing is, if you base the entire archetype based off of Beatron Scout Buggy, um, it's going to have some problems as an archetype, I think. Yeah. Because be, so what Beatron Beatron Scout Buggy does is that on normal or special summon, you special summon another another copy of Beatron Scout Buggy. It can only special summon another copy of itself once per turn. Which is good. Don't get me wrong. It's good. It's good. It's it's not bad. You know, because that's an immediately uh light rank three exceed uh you know you could go into um Levier, Giga Brilliant. I'm telling you, dude. They're releasing this as insect support for the insector. I'm telling you. Now it's an insector thing. Now here's the thing. This can easily be broken. If any of the other beat, uh, if the, any of the other uh, beat trooper dudes say special summon one from the deck, normal summon special special. That's a rank three with one normal summon, or like rank three, a link three with one normal summon. There's a lot of potential, but if all of them have effects similar to scout buggy, it's not gonna be it's not gonna be that great. Right, right. But that's a big but, and I cannot lie about it. <laughs> um, cold medicine, man. Um, well, so like, I mean, because the issue is that we only have the scout buggy to go off of for the rest of the entire archetype, and it only searches for itself. Right. <sighs> um, one of the one of the other big things before we talk about the last big theme that we're getting, the other big thing that we wanted to let you know is we have we do have one of these starlights confirmed we have stardust dragon confirmed as a starlight rare who who would have guessed who would have guessed after black rose we get stardust either they're gonna set. do either they're gonna do all the signer dragons well because they did trish and then they did black rose and now they're doing stardust either we're gonna get all the well, signer dragons or they're gonna do like a bunch of plant synchro cards. Well, you also got to remember that Black Rose Dragon uh, Collector came out in a set with a bunch of Rose Dragon support. Stardust Dragon's coming out in a set with a bunch of Stardust Dragon support. And realistically, there's like a whole Stardust archetype coming. Ex- I mean, not until January now, but yeah. you know. Exactly. Um, so that's about it for all the new archetypes. Um, tomorrow, as of recording, because we're recording Wednesday evening and right. Wednesday night, um is when they're going to talk about the free agents. Well, we took the liberty of scouring through all the Japanese cards and finding the free agents that they showed pictures of. So they literally, they showed pictures of six different free agent cards. And what we did was we went into the uh, Jap, we went into the wiki. and The we fandom went, wiki. Right. Went to the Japanese one. And clicked on all the different cards until we matched up the pictures. So, this is what we have found. Alright, I'll do the first one. Uh, the first one that I'm going to talk about is Synchro Overtake. This is a normal spell card. And, okay. Just so you know, all the text we're giving you is the OCG text as of right now. We do not have the official TCG text as of recording. But if you want that... It will have already been out for about episode airs Friday. It will have come out Thursday, so it'll be available on YouTube's. But this is the OCG text for these cards, uh, and it should be really close. 
Reveal one synchro monster in your extra deck and add it to and add to your hand or special summon one of these synchro materials whose name is specifically listed on that card from your deck or graveyard. You can only activate one synchro overtake per turn. You cannot special summon monsters from the extra deck the turn you activate this card except synchro monsters. I mean, that's good. Oh yeah. I mean yeah, I mean granted, um all the all the Synchro monsters who have a synchro who have a synchro monster that you know demand you use it as the tuner are all kind of bad. For now, it's it's all going to be de- like this is going to be like a mandatory card if you run the flare deck. Oh, absolutely, because flare synchron. Right, right. Uh, because it doesn't say anything that you have to synchro into it. You can you can literally run the Chevalier de Fleur and reveal it just to add the flare synchron. Right, yeah. I I mean, realistically, you can run whatever you want in your extra deck. And then if you run this, then it's just a free search. Basically, like, add this exact tuner to your hand every time. So Yeah. And, like, some of the, some of the cards that required Synchrons back in the day were, tr- like, not bad cards. But, like, it was just tragic that you had to use, like, a Synchron specifically. I want to say there was Junk Archer and Junk Destroyer. Yeah, like like the only ones that like the only one that ever saw any use, as far as I know, was Junk Warrior. Yeah, and I mean even then that was like a desperation mode thing when uh, Synchros first came out before they even formalized. Um, well, Junk Doppel was a thing. Yeah, but you didn't even use the Junk Warrior cards. You used Quick Draw Synchron in that deck. Yes, but you could. All, yeah, you still ran. You still ran the Junk Synchron. Because then you could go, well, you still run the Junk Synchron just for the normal summon Junk Warrior effect, special summon Doppel Warrior, Junk Synchron, or Junk Warrior, and then Junk Warrior get uh, an extra 1600 attack, which at the time was, which would make him 39, which at the time was beefy. Yeah, yeah, I, I mean, don't get me wrong, it wasn't bad, it was just like, it also felt like there were other things that by the time yeah. they came out were kind of just like... Nobody was running the Quick Draw Synchron package anymore, but there were there were other Synchron then, cards. I, I don't know. It makes some certain Synchro decks more playable. Absolutely, um, particularly if you're doing like a Yusei anime deck, it makes it kind of playable. Right. Okay. Uh, next up, we have uh, an Exceed monster called Chronomaly Ver- uh, Vermana. I'm saying it with an accent because that's how it's. Yeah, it's how it's supposed to be pronounced. So, uh... We think. We think. I think. That's all I've always heard is Vimana. Um, so it's two level five, a generic two level five monsters. Once per turn, quick effect, you can target one one face-up monster on the field and one chronomaly monster or exceed monster in your graveyard. The first target gains attack equal to half the second targets until the end of this turn. Then attach the second target... To this card as material, once per turn, you, when your opponent activates a monster effect, quick effect, attach to, negate. I mean... He's an omni-negate. Well, he's a monster effect negate that can refuel his own effect once per turn. And that's pretty good, right? Oh, yeah. Granted, now granted, you're supposed to either target a chronomaly monster or a or an exceed monster in your graveyard. So he's best to use... Um, and exceed spam decks. We're gonna have a lot of exceeds in your graveyard, and then you can hard make five rank five. I the only deck I know that can do that is Chronomaly. <laughs> it um, is. There's probably another rank five deck somewhere that can do it. It is technically a free agent, but 
you're definitely going to want to run this in a Chronomaly deck, because it is a Chronomaly card. Right, right. Alright, so um, the next card that we want to talk about is going to be... Let's see, uh, let's talk about Retort Fusion. So, it's... Basically, this is a retrain of Instant Fusion. Um, I kind of like it, because in the artwork, it's like a, a little... It looks almost like a pack of sleeves of some sort or something, and it's got a picture of magical scientists on it, which I love. Oh, yeah, and it says fusion on it. Well, okay, okay, it's the I. Okay, so instant fusion is like instant cup ramen. Oh, okay. This is like a different. This is like the instant like packs where you open the, where you just kind of. I never put that together. I always thought instant fusion was like a scroll. No, no, no. It's it's instant ramen. Also, if you notice, it says on the side of it that instant fusion costs a thousand yen. Really? And you pay a thousand life points? That's funny. Also, look on the artwork at the very bottom right of the yeah, packet. Yeah, it's got a little it... thousand on it. That's funny. Uh, so it says pay a thousand life points, special summon one level six or lower, non-effect fusion monster from your extra deck, but it cannot attack. Also, it is destroyed during the end phase. You can only activate one retort fusion per turn. It's a power down version of instant fusion. Instant fusion is any level five or lower fusion. This is... A level six or lower non-effect fusion monster. Um, I think there is a certain amount of argument that this card is potentially just as good as instant fusion or better. Well, well, I mean, because all the, I mean, because all the pertinent instant fusion targets that I can think of off the top of my head, excluding like Millennium Eyes Restrict, you would also hit with the. It's Millennium Master Strike and then the Magic Key Fusion are like the only two uh, effect fusions I could th- I would think you would go into, because um, the uh, the level five tuner one mm-hmm. is a non effect monster. Sea Monster of Theseus. Yeah, Sea Monster of Theseus is a uh, non effect monster. Then there's also a level two fusion tuner in this set. Right. Uh, whatever the final silence or something. Anyway. Um, that's also a really good target because it's a level two tuner that you can just instant fu- you can just instant fusion or even retort fusion out. I could see possibly somebody actually running uh three copies of retort fusion and a co- and the one copy instant fusion. I mean, yeah, I could definitely see that. Uh, again, see monster Theseus and this new level two tuner. Granted, the Zhang Zhang deck, which is running instant fusion, mm-hmm. to make the magic fusion. The magic fusion is a tuner, but unfortunately is an effect tuner. It has an effect. Unfortunately. <laughs> unfortunately. Uh, but yeah, no, that's uh, that's retort fusion. Next up, we have uh, Wolfriette, the Stellar Wind Wolf. Uh, it is a level nine uh, beast synchro. With not with a uh, twenty five hundred attack and zero defense uh, materials is uh, one tuner and one or more non tuner monsters. It is generic as generic can be. Let's see. Its effect is you can only control one wait uh wolf wolfriette the stellar wind wolf. Um each each time another monster effect is activated. While this card is less than 4,000 attack, this card gains 300 attack. So it's a 25, then it goes to 29, uh, and then up and up and up. Uh, once per turn, if this card's attack is 4,000 or more, 
You can shuffle this card and all monsters your opponent controls into the deck. Broken. Now, one thing I notice is that it says when this card's attack. It doesn't state how it has the the increased attack. So if you, if you could somehow increase its attack by, I don't know, Megamorph, um, just as an example, above 4,000, you can then immediately pop off its effect. I never thought about that. That's true. Yeah, it doesn't say but if its attack is 4,000 or more because of its own effect. It's just if its attack is 4,000 or more. Um... Oh, what is that card? What is that card? Double or nothing. Oh, yeah. Oh, you could make it... If you had this guy on the field in Utopia, affect the Uto- attack with Utopia, affect and negate its own attack, double or nothing on it. I don't... You can't negate no Utopia's attack with... Can you negate Utopia's attack? Yes, that's how you... That's how... Okay, okay. The Utopia double com, double or nothing combo is you make Utopia double, affect Utopia double, search for double or nothing, overlay Utopia, attack with Utopia, affect Utopia, negate its own attack, a double or nothing, attack direct. Dude, I just learned something new today. I never even realized that you could negate Utopia's attack with, with its, its own with effect. The, with its own effect. And then activate double or nothing... Wow, you can use Utopia's effect to negate his own attack. Wow. Yes. I never knew. See, this is why we do this, man. It, you'll always learn something new here. The only reason why I know that that's a thing is because I was, because I was for a while, I was running uh, a long time ago now. Uh, I was actually running ABCs, and I had a bunch of extra deck space, so I threw in Utopia and Utopia Double. Right, right. I remember that. Okay, cool. Yeah, that, that's how that works. Uh, anyway, like like said, um, he's really cool. He's a really good card. Um, like if only he was like three hundred. It's gonna take him a while to get up to four K. Like is it twenty five to twenty eight to thirty one, thirty four, thirty seven, four K. Six monster effects have to go off before he can get his effect off. So, just to jump to the next one, we're, we have. Antagonistic Intelligence Messiah, or Messiah as we're going to call him. Um, it is a light monster, Cyber's Pendulum monster. It's level 8. His pendulum scale is 0. 2,500 attack, 3,000 defense. Real quick before you say its effect. Right when you said pendulum, I could feel the collective eye roll of a lot of people <laughs> as soon as you said pendulum. I'm sorry, Triff. I am not a fan of pendulums. I, I think the entire mechanic should be deleted from the game of Yu-Gi-Oh!, I know that's a strong opinion, but, like, I'm a big fan of Lynx. I'm a big fan of Synchros. I'm a big fan of Exceeds. Love Exceeds. Yeah. Exceeds are probably my favorite extra deck mechanic. Um, Lynx are fun. I really like Lynx. Exceeds are probably my favorite, though, just because that was the biggest thing when we were, you know, really into the game at our biggest point. Well, I'm probably bigger now into the game than than I've ever been. Oh, same. You know what I mean? Like, when we were, like really getting into it on a competitive scale this is that was the thing so um but yeah pendulums can go die in a hole i'm i <laughs> I, I know that we have listeners that i've talked to that really like pendulums i have no love for the mechanic they were uh, they were released after we left the game and nerfed into the ground before we came back listen so. listen 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 I'm the, I'm, like, we, you know how a lot of shows who have co-hosts, have two hosts, they always have one host who's, like, super 
super positive, the other one's super negative on some things. In this case, he hates pendulums. I think they're all right. Yeah, I, I don't know. And, you know, some of it might be trepidation because, like, I know so little about the mechanic as far Probably. as what they're capable of. I, I've never really played against pendulum decks, so I don't really understand how to stop them and what to do against them. Except just pop the scales. But, like, other than that, they, they, they it's intimidating knowing what, quite what they're capable of. They, I mean, they can be intimidating. I think that's part of the reason I don't like them. But. Anyway, so back to this guy. Back to Messiah. Yeah, dude, this guy's Start, broken. Yeah, first off, what's the pendulum scale? Uh, pendulum scale is zero. No, there, I think there's like three other cards in the entire pendulum monster in the entire game with a pendulum scale of zero. Yeah, it's not a lot. Um, so it was pendulum effect, though. Any non-monster card sent to the graveyard is banished instead. Broken. Dude, I could see people running this card anyway, even though they're not a pendulum deck, just to activate this thing in this pendulum zone and just let it sit there. Yeah, I'm... Like, this is like a side deck card against Eldlich. Oh, it's also a side deck card versus Sky Striker. Yeah, it's probably it probably just wins you the game against Sky Striker. Because they keep... Because they recur from the graveyard. If, it, if they activate... It makes game. all of their spells exactly one-time use. Exp- engage becomes one-time use. <laughs> yeah, they, they they already have to run quick play removal like Cosmic and uh, Cosmic and Twin for the possibility of like IO or anti-spell. That way they can change the activation of the guard. But like this makes it like to where they super have to, use, to run those. Yep. Oh, you know, they, so. have, they have to run Twin Twister because if you activate that and then they activate, activate a Activate Cosmic to target it, and you just flip IO. Yeah, RIP. Yeah, it, it's, it puts spell-heavy decks into a tough spot. The monster effect is also crazy. You can reveal this card in your hand. Add one other Pendulum monster from your hand, or one card from your Pendulum zone, to the extra deck face-up. And if you do, special summon this card. You can only use this effect once per turn. Well, this effect of Messiah once per turn. If another monster is normal or special summoned while this card is on the field, send that monster to the graveyard during the end phase. That's it. And that card is not, that, that effect is not once per turn. That is ridiculous. Like, e- like even on, like, that, that's just a ridiculous effect. This, this card by itself is going to put pendulums back on the map. Oh, dude, this card single-handedly just breaks pendulums. There, there's no way that this card is not a secret rare possibly starlight rare like it's that good listen it's an ultra secret ultimate uh holographic rare prismatic secret ultra and a prismatic secret over in the ocg it is going to be a secret here possibly even a collector rare well it won't be it definitely won't be a collector's rare right it'd be starlight right i get the two mixed up all the time i apologize it's probably gonna be the star one of the starlight rares for the set yeah, it th- listen. Needless to say, this card is insane. Like, oh my god. So speaking of insane cards, here's another insane card. Uh, so first off, this is in fact Ecclesia outside of her uh, not Ecclesia. It's Florida Lee outside of her armor. Sword Master of the Illusory Iris. Level 8 light spellcaster with 2,500 attack and 2,500 defense. This is why we know that Logate isn't uh, flirtily out of her armor. It's because this is her. I was, um, hold on, I'm sorry, not to cut you off. 
I was curious because um, we said the rarities for that uh, Messiah. The rarities are ultra rare, ultimate rare, secret rare, prismatic rare, and holographic rare in the OCG. Do you know what holographic rare is? No. It's their version of ghost rare. Oh, Jesus. That's how important this card is to them. That That's how big of a deal this card is over there. Yeah. Anyway. It's their ghost for this set. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Uh, her effect. During the main phase, if a monster whose effects are negated is on the field, quick effect, special summon this card from your hand. <laughs> Just punish your opponent for negating your monster. Yep, and then it does more. If your opponent special summons a monster, you can activate one of these effects based on where they were special summoned from. Hand. Special summon a monster from your hand. Any monster. Deck. Got him. Deck. Draw two cards. Got him again. Extra deck. Destroy one of those monsters special summoned from the extra deck. You can only use each effect of Swordmaster of, of Illusory Iris once per turn. And she's also the... Secret, ultra, ultimate, and prismatic seeker, but she isn't the holographic rare. Yeah, yeah, they're only gonna have one ghost in the set. Yeah, um, yeah, she's ridiculous. Oh, she's for sure insane. And like level eight, you, you know, you know, like like if you go into level eight monster, you activate your opponent, veilers it, you just go special summon overlay into whatever rank eight I want anyway. Yeah, I mean. Only she was a machine. Yeah, I was just thinking that because she's she, got she identical been a, attack defense. Well, no, I think you would still run. I think I think you would still run this and just for the accessibility of the rank eight package. Exactly, and then you can, like I say, you can also punish your opponent for daring to negate your monster effect. Yeah, I mean you're you're honestly not wrong. And then, okay, so there's a really interesting thing about this card to me, and I don't know exactly. You will know by the time this episode releases, but from the way the translation is reading. It says you can activate one of these effects depending on where the monster was special summoned from, which means they are each a different effect. And then it says you can only use each effect once per turn. So that makes me believe that you can use the hand, deck, and extra deck effects once per turn each. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so that's the way it reads to me anyway. Yeah, I could I could see that, but I don't think that's the way it's supposed to work. But if it, but if they translate it exactly like that, word for word, there is an argument to be made that is how that is supposed to work. Well, okay. So, I said the same thing. If you look at a card like Triple Tactics Talent, it says, if an opponent activated a monster effect during your main phase this turn, activate one of these effects, colon, and it's one, two, three. It's each a different effect. Activate yeah. one of the effects. And then rather than say you can only use each effect once per turn, it says you can only activate Triple Tactics Talent once per turn. Well, yeah, but you also have to keep in mind that she also has an effect to special summon herself. So I think you can only special summon her once per turn and then one of those three once per turn. Is the thing that I, think, I think is the way it's supposed to work. That makes sense, too. That'll be a translation thing. We'll, have to I, wait. I think, we'll know tomorrow. I think more than likely you're correct. But it is an interesting thing to keep an eye on when they translate this. Oh yeah, oh yeah, it's definitely something to look to look at, look for. Well, for us tomorrow, for y'all yesterday. Right for for y'all, go watch the video and you'll know. Yeah. Um, and uh, those were the six free agents that they showed off in the video. Yeah. Overall, um, I don't th- I don't know that Dawn of Majesty will be the most impactful set. 
honestly, I, I think it'll be better than Blazing Vortex. It will not be as good as Burst of Destiny will be later this year. It won't oh, be no, as Boat's good gonna, as... Boat is going to be big. Yeah, honestly, I don't even see it being as big as like Phantom Rage was. Because like, realistically, you got multiple Tier 1 decks and you know like Zeus and stuff out of Phantom Rage. Yes, that yeah. was actually crazy. Yeah. So, somewhere in between those. Oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, maybe a little bit better than Lightning Overdrive. Mm, I could see it. So, um that's it for the Dawn of Majesty stuff. We know it's at the pretty much the end of the episode, but we're going to take a short little ad break and then we will hop into what we want to talk about with the book, the future of the podcast and some big announcements. So, just a couple of other things that we wanted to talk about. Um, this is kind of like future of the podcast stuff, and this is more of a macro topic, but we wanted to, first of all, make the huge announcement that we have created a Discord server for the podcast. Now, what this means is, uh, as, as of the day of release of this episode... There will be a link in the description. It is an invite link. And you can you will also be able to find the link on our Twitter account if the one in the description for whatever reason doesn't work or we forget to put it in or whatever. Yeah. So you can go to either our Twitter account or you can go to the description of this episode of the podcast. You can find that link to our Discord server. The Discord server we have big plans for. Uh, we think it'll be a very cool place to come in and hang out. Uh, so far in the server, we already have a lot of categories and, and things. We have all of our rules posted. We have a bot that automatically uh, lets you know whenever we tweet or whenever Konami tweets. Um, we've got a thing for, we've got a place for feedback. We've got a place for suggestions. We've got a place where you can just discuss the, the, the podcast and what we've been doing on it. Um, we've got places to talk about Go format, 2011 Plan Synchro format, 2014 Nationals format. We've got a marketplace. We've got a place to just post memes or talk news. Wh- whatever you want to do. We also have dual rooms. So if you want to, if you want to remote dual some peeps. Right, right. Uh, rulings, questions, places to find remote dual partners. And like Caleb said, we have remote dual rooms set up just for that. Um, hopefully we'll... You know, once we get a big enough base, we can basically just, you know, you can hop into remote dual rooms and do your remote duels as you see fit. Um, The other thing that I'm really looking forward to, and this is something that we have talked about a little bit. I would like to use this server to host maybe a tournament every now and then. I'd like to do every week. It'll depend on my schedule personally because I am a ridiculously busy person, um, which is not to anybody's, you know, not for anybody but myself. But something I was thinking about is I have a binder. It is not my main binder, but it's kind of like a little side binder. It's got some cool stuff in there. Uh, Caleb can attest to this. Uh, It doesn't have any, like... You know, it doesn't have like the ultis and the $50 cards and stuff like that. But it's got some cool stuff. Uh, some cards that, you know, somebody may be looking for. And I think what I'm going to do is um, we'll do free tournaments. And 
whoever wins the tournament, pick a card out of my binder, give me your address, and I'll mail it to you. Oh, yeah. So just small rewards for coming and participating and being awesome members of the community. Oh, yeah. Um, we're still figuring all that out. We'll get back to you on that whenever we get it all sorted out and all that. Yeah, but it is, it is It is coming. Right. Um, the biggest thing that we need from you as a community is we need you to come in and join. Come hang out with us. Me and Caleb will be pretty much always available. Um, I work a lot, but even when I'm at work, I've got my phone on me. I have Discord on my phone. I have my notifications turned on. So you always have a way to reach out to me. Caleb always has his Discord handy. You can always reach out to Caleb. We're here to help, and we're here to interact with the community. So if you want another place to interact with us outside of Twitter, this will probably be your best bet. In fact, I would argue that this might actually be the best place to interact with us outside of Twitter. I mean, oh, yeah. not b- before Twitter even. Uh, this would be the most direct line of communication you have with us. This is the most direct place that you can give your feedback and give your suggestions and things like that on the podcast. That way we can gear this podcast toward you guys the listeners because at the end of the day without you we don't have a podcast right this this you guys are everything to us um whatever you want we do i mean we we did a poll on our twitter account to see if we should even make a discord server and it was a unanimous decision there were no no votes it was all yeses uh so here we are um I really can't begin to say enough how much it means that we're, I mean, we're, what, three months into this, maybe four months into this, and we're already at a place where we have a community that's like, hey, make a Discord server, you know? Let's get this community really ramped up and growing. That means the world to me. Um, Caleb, I, I wanted to ask you, so what are, I know this is getting a little bit, um, a little bit much for what we're doing right now. Um, just the announcements, but what are your goals? If you don't mind me asking for the podcast. Well, uh, well, I have what I, I have what I like to call two. two I have two goals. Basically one is okay. a more, I, I, I'm not gonna lie. It's a little more selfish. Mm-hmm. Um, and that I would love to make this like a full time job kind of gig kind of thing. Absolutely. You know, I would love to do that. That's, but that, I will admit it's a little more on the selfish side. Um, yeah, you know, I, I understand. Though. Yeah, you know, have have my hobby that I love so much pay for itself, and not just pay for itself, but like pay for your living. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. Like, so, so that, 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 that's a dream, though. Yeah. So that way, I can afford to then continue. Uh, that way, I can put even more money into this hobby that I love because that's what hobbies are for is money sink basically well and not even just put more money into it, but just like put more time into yes what we're doing here and nurture this oh yeah you know then once all of this beer bucket uh stuff is all gone right um you know be able to actually be able to have the time and the funds to go out to all kinds of different tournaments maybe not even participate in half of them just to show up and see trade talk to people see what other people are doing that kind of thing right um then my other which is a little more realistic goal is just to kind of give back to this whole community in this game that i've loved since i was a kid um because i remember being eight nine i think at my grandmother's 
watching the anime, just holding the the cards I got out of that one pack when I, you know. Um, Absolutely. The thing that really locked me into this game, though, was one year for I very distinctly remember this. One year for Christmas, I said, I, I told my dad, because me, me and my dad would build like, these little wood models. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I really love this. I was like, hey, uh, you know, I want something that's a little more substantial than these little wood models because they break real easily. Mm-hmm. He goes, okay. Okay. And that Christmas, I get a Gate Guardian model and a model for uh, the Winged Dragon of Raw. I've been friends with you for over a decade, and I've never heard this story. Yeah, um, the, uh, sadly, they were both broken. Um, As they happened to, with kids. Yeah, they fell up. Uh, no, actually, I put, like, I put them together, and I put them up on, high up on my shelf. Uh-huh. And one day, the shelving kind of broke. Oh, And they tragic. fell, and the gate guardian broke off uh, between the Kazujin and the Suijin. Of course. Yeah. And the Wing Dragon Raw just scattered in a bunch of pieces, and I could never find all the pieces again. Oh, man, that's tragic. Gate Guardian is my favorite monster in the game of Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah. I have a Gate Guardian keychain hanging from mm-hmm. my Yu-Gi-Oh backpack. I love Gate Guardian. I got a secret rare, not first edition, but an Unlam Gate Guardian recently, and I'll never get rid of it. I, I like One of my dream cards to own is a secret rare first ed gate guardian maybe I'm one sorry. day i just got off on a heck of a tangent no no it's fine <laughs> um but like that's what finally got me into got me into this whole this is the game that i want to when i have my own money be able to actually put into um and then i was finally able to actually build my own deck just from buying packs it, it was really bad my right, right. The, the, the the biggest monster i owned was dark roller hot s i remember yeah yeah. Good times. Yep. Uh, and then over to uh, and at one point I did have a Yugi deck with Alpha, Beta, and Gamma. Of course. The didn't magnets. have a, didn't have Valkyrian. Well, he was a, I think he was a video game promo at the time. Yeah. Um. Uh. Let's see. And then uh, the first structure deck I got was the Vampire Genesis structure deck. Okay, I remember that one. I remember getting smacked by kids that had that. Yeah, but like I was, I was dealing with just like straight up rando yeah. cards. And anyway, but like, like I said, I, so I was hooked back, uh, back during the DM era. Right. So for you, this is really like your goal here is to like connect with the podcast on like a just connect with the game on a more like deeper level. Yeah, exactly. Uh, cause, you know, because then I can also get better at. This cart, this game that I love so that I've loved since I was a kid. Yeah, because Lord knows you need to get good scrub. <laughs> yes, I do. Um, you know, because like, I think a small part of me wants to be that guy that kid me would have looked up to. I respect that. You know, just yeah, absolutely. I respect that a lot. Th- th- I mean, those are my two goals. Um, my goals. Are, um, I'm not gonna lie. There's that selfish goal there too. Of, um, I would like to get the podcast generating revenue and to a place where it makes like a good steady like alternate side hustle kind of thing. Where basically I I want to be able to like travel to events and everything and have the podcast pay for that. Um, you know, like if, if I want to go to 
YCSs and if I want to go to nationals and stuff, I, I want the Y. I would like long term for the podcast to be able to cover those expenses. But, um, I mean, like you said, it's a selfish goal, and I'm not gonna lie. There's that that motivation is there, but I think the thing that really motivates me here is. I love meeting people and talking to people. It's something that I've loved since forever. I, I love talking to people. Um, my wife tells me I've never met a stranger. And what's funny is I have a four-year-old son who's the same way. He's He acts like he's never met a stranger. Every person he meets, he can, he can carry on a full conversation with. And I'm, I'm the same way. It's part one of the reasons I love my job so much is because although I do work hard and I get big heavy days and it's not always fun, I do get to meet people every day. I get to talk to people every day and I get to try to help people a lot. Um, and so for me, this podcast is a great, great, great way to connect to people that have a mutual interest in this crazy card game that we just, for some reason, love. Um, I like that the podcast keeps me on my toes competitively. I like that it the podcast gives me a way to learn. Um, realistically, I think I'm better at the game now than I've ever been. And I think I have the podcast to thank for that because of the amount of research that we have to do and the amount of looking into things that we have to do and the amount of learning that we have to do to, you know, know what the hell we're talking about. But I think that that would be my main goal, would be to just meet as many people as possible. And I want everybody to feel like they can walk right up to me at an event and say, hey, you're Sonny from the Top Cut Podcast, right? I go, yeah, I am. Let's get a selfie. Let's get a picture. I I want everybody to see me and go, hey, that's Sonny from the Top Cut Podcast. We love your podcast. We love the content you put out. I I don't know what it is. I, I just... I want to be everybody's friend. And I have for a long time. And I know it's not realistic to think that like every single person is going to love us and want to be our friend. But like, I've just always had that um, desire to just be friendly. And... I don't know. I think that this this Discord community is a great, great, great way for that to happen. It's a great way for us to meet people and build a great community of people around something that we love. So that's my reasoning. That's my goal here. Is just that's my real goal is just to be everybody's friend. Heck yeah, brother. There's something to be said about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have no idea why I said it like that. It's cold medicine, man. Yeah, it's... I don't know. It's something that I enjoy. It's something that I love. So, well, I think that we've been rambling long enough now. What do you think, Caleb? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I think it's. I think this has been a good good time. Yeah. Um, this podcast went quite a bit longer than we anticipated, but... That's fine. Uh, we were going to qu- knock out a quick little episode and it ended up being an over almost an hour and a quarter. So It is what it is. It's You know what? It's not the worst. But 
before we go, we do have some plugs to do. Uh, be sure to check out the top at Top Cut Podcast Twitter at Dat Chumley and at Jam the Man Seventeen. That is the podcast official account, my account, and Caleb's accounts respectively. Give us all a follow. Give us some likes, some retweets. It's all. It's always great. Be sure to tell her, tell your friends at your locals about the podcast. Spread the information. Um, if there's, you know, maybe somebody in your locals group chat is asking, hey, has anybody heard about the new cards? Do they know what they do? Just send them a link to the podcast. We'll tell them all about it for you. Um, be sure to check out the uh, Team Dark Arm Dealings Yu-Gi-Oh channel. There will be a link in our description below. Somebody's from our locals. They have a great channel. They some do a real lot of, cool dudes. Absolutely. They do some great competitive content. It's definitely worth checking out. We ask that you please join our Discord server. It's the first time I get to say that one. Oh, yeah. Um, it is a great... It's going to be a great place for us to get together, build our community. Um, like I said, we'll hope to have regular tournaments there, hopefully on like a weekly basis. And we'll jump around different formats if people want. It's It's whatever. Um, it's all up to you guys. It's all up to the community. Um, so if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a review. Leave us a rating. We have several ratings and reviews already. And I, I got to say, you guys are so kind. Um, we're so thankful and we're so appreciative. It means so, so much to us that people love this podcast and do give us that five-star review and do leave us good ratings. Caleb, you have anything to add? Nope, that, that about sums it all up. All right. Um, hopefully we'll have some more great episodes coming to you soon. I think we have a couple of interviews lined up coming in the future. So stay tuned and be sure to check us out on all forms of social media for any updates that you may need. Have a good one, everybody. Take care, everybody. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.